In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. I'm here, finally, back in a room with my co-host, Jack. Jack, how are you? It's good to be back. Um, after like a week of you trying to get rid of me and get Dan in instead, and then running away to a foreign country to go and uh, drink beers and watch football, it's, uh, it's nice to see you again, buddy. Yeah, good to be in the same room. And we've got a very special guest on the other side of the pond tonight, Rod Bloom, Cleveland Sport Talk. Rod, how are you, mate? Hey, I'm doing great, guys. Hey, it's uh, it's good to finally make this happen. We've been talking for a while, so I'm, I'm excited to talk talk Browns with you guys. Excellent. Thank you very much for your time, Rod. Rod, were you at the game on Sunday? I was not. I was at the game. Um, I was at the Ravens game, but I, I um, actually I went out to a bar to watch the uh, to watch the debacle last week. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you, you didn't miss very much anyway. So, uh, yeah. t- tell us, Rod, why are you a Browns fan? I was kind of born into it. I was born in Cleveland. I, I've lived in Ohio my whole life. I was born in Cleveland, moved to Columbus, back to Cleveland, and, and now, now I live in Dayton, Ohio. So, um, yeah, you know, once you're, once you're from Cleveland, live in Cleveland, you can't change. So, so I'm a Browns fan. I always have been, always will be. Good man. So I'm going to fire straight into the first question. I've booked a table for you and two guests. You can bring one star from the Browns and one other person that doesn't work at the Browns. Who would be your two guests? Oh, well, you know, I was reading this as one staffer, so I picked a staff guy, you know, over a player. Yeah, um, that's, fine, talking... that's fine, Rod. Okay. I mean, I, I would love to sit down and talk to John Dorsey. That yeah. would be me if I was picking a staff guy. Um, a guy on the uh, if I was picking a guy on the team right now, um, I I would probably pick Miles Garrett. The guy's so interesting and he's so darn good. You know, I'd love to sit down and talk to him. And if I'm talking somebody away from football, away from the Browns, and if we can go pick somebody who's not around anymore, I would probably pick Ted Williams. Okay, good shout. And who's your non-Browns guest? Non-Browns guest would be would be Ted Williams. Oh, Ted if Williams, I could pick, yeah. yeah, Ted Williams, Williams the, greatest hitter of all time. You know, I know we're a, this is a football show, but <laughs> I got to bring you know just sports, and he's he's the greatest hitter of all time. He's the guy I'd like to talk to. All right, excellent. What film title would you say describes the Brown season so far? I have to go back probably to before either you guys were born. Um, movie that came out when I was a kid called Roller Coaster. Yep. Have you heard of it? No, but I've got a good idea what the film's about. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was one of the first movies to like, you know, they put a camera on the roller coaster and it was just action on a roller coaster. And, and uh, that's kind of what the season's been like, you know, ups and downs and 
just a lot of uh, a lot of heart-stopping action, you know, with the exception of last week, which you know kind of wasn't like that. Every other game's been a roller coaster ride. Did does the car ever fall off the roller coaster or not? I don't think so, but you know that movie is probably about forty years old, so <laughs> yeah, okay. I can't say I've seen it in a while. We didn't want it to fall off the roller coaster because that would be a really bad thing. So uh, yeah. that's, that's good. That would be. Yeah, that that's positive. right. Good. And uh, Rod, one of my favorite questions. What body part are you willing to give up for the Browns to win the Super Bowl? Gosh, guys, you know, this is tough because I've been around for a while, so I'm getting to where there's not too many good body parts left. You know, Um there's a lot of ones that aren't working so well. I'd be happy to give up. You know, I'm getting a little thin up top, so I'd probably give up the rest of my hair. You know, I got some, I got some toenails not looking so good. I give all those up right now. And I got a couple of shoulders that just don't work right either. So I give up all that stuff, you know, just to get, just see a Brown Super Bowl. Well, at least you get the choice of giving up your hair. Me and Paul, we're not that lucky. Um, we're I'm not, not far behind you guys. <laughs> not far behind, trust me. We're a bit younger and it's already gone more than you. So uh, yeah. the future's not bright for us in terms of hair. <laughs> and Rod, just uh, quickly tell us, what's your involvement with the uh, Cleveland uh, Sport Talk? My what? What's your involvement with Cleveland Sport Talk? I've been writing for Cleveland Sports Talk for over three years. I'm, act I'm actually the vice president currently. And I, I write articles. I, I talk to other writers. You help give them ideas, kind of um, do a little bit of mentoring with new with new writers. I, um, of course, host uh, co-host with Chad Painter the Brownie Sunday podcast, and and that's it. I kind of try to uh, work with with our founder and CEO Zach Shaffron to kind of keep things going, look for new directions, and that. So um, it's uh, quite a bit that I do, but it's a, it's sure a lot of fun. All right, excellent, Rod. Thanks a lot for uh, uh, telling us that. So, we did this in pre-season, and with all the roster changes at the moment, what we're going to try and do is rate the position rooms on the roster one to nine. So, this is going to cause good. quite a lot of debate. It's not going to be easy, but we're going to try to work together to try and uh, get one to nine, okay? And I'm going to put it straight out there. Rod, as our guest... Where would you see... Hold on, before we do that, we'll just run through what the rooms are as we judge them, because obviously some people might break down safeties and dip, okay. uh, DTs, DNs. So our nine are quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, O-line, D-line, linebackers, defensive backs, and then the three special teamers. So uh, that's how we're breaking it down, guys. Obviously, we're not going DN, D-tackle, safeties, cornerback, and breaking it all to complete pieces. Just the nine. But uh, back to you, Paul. All right, excellent. So, yeah, Rod, what would you say you, you think the uh, strongest and weakest uh, rooms are on the roster? You know, I mean, it seems kind of like there's good and bad in each of the rooms, so it's a little bit tough to, to uh, pick out the best rooms. For me, you know, just I was just kind of going through ahead of time, and the ones that I rated the highest, and you guys may disagree, but just to kind of get us started, uh, the rooms I had rated the highest are defensive back and offensive line. Mm, interesting. And, yeah, fans, you're listening to this. Obviously, uh, 
while you're driving to work or going for a jog, but pull out a piece of paper and try and do it yourself and tweet and tweet back to us and see how far off we are. Yeah. So if, if I was going to push you for first, second and third, which way are you going? And then I think if we each give our first, second, third, it gives a, a solid start to the mix. Um, wow. Let me see. I think I'll go. Uh, I think I'll say <laughs> we'll go DB first, offensive line second, and running back third. Okay. Well, I'll give my three. I'm agreeing with you on the DBs. I came into the season, it was a position of a little bit of concern because they're a new group and uh, obviously they've never really played together and there was a couple of teething problems in the preseason, but uh, they've been absolutely fantastic. Even with Mitchell out, that was a massive worry for me, but Gaines stepped up to the plate. Uh, my number two is the D-line. I think the mix of... Um, Ogunjobi, Ogba and Garrett has been phenomenal. They need another partner to play on there, but uh, that's something. And then three for me is O-line, so uh, I'm with you with them. Um, I think they've been solid. Um, at times, they've let up too many hits. We're um, up there, we're drawing second with the most quarterback hits through um, the first six games. Um, the Texans were out there in first with 70. We're sort of in the High seven, uh, high forties range, but uh, fingers crossed we can uh, get that sorted. But the interior O line's been phenomenal. The tackles up the game slightly, and that's a cracking line. Mm. I was going to go with defensive line, QB room, then yes. running back. Defensive line, so not the DBs. No defensive line. I thought like yeah, with um, Garrett and. Um, uh, what's he called? OG, uh, OG Gobi. I thought being very solid. I know leading. I know they had a bad game last couple, but they've been leading in sacks and stuff. So uh, I'll put mine out there. So what was that? Hit, hit me with it again. <clears throat> uh, defensive line, uh, quarterback room, and then uh, running backs. Oh, as in cornerback room, as in DBs. No, a QB. QB. Yeah. Wow, that's some serious disrespect for our defensive backs right there. Rod. How do you feel about that? <laughs> well, I can certainly agree that the uh, that the D line and the running backs belong, you know, at least mentioned in that area. You're not so you're not so sure in the quarterback room. Well, I get I have a couple issues with the quarterback room, and yeah, I. You know, I don't think it's been bad, but I've, I've got the quarterback room rated a little bit lower just for a few reasons. Uh, it's just kind of the way things have gone. It, you know, I thought Tyrod would have done better when he played. So uh, there's that's a downgrade. And I think Baker's playing a little sooner than we wanted him to, which, which kind of hurts things a little bit. And the other factor is when – Baker had this this poor game against the Chargers. I, I, I'm going to say poor loosely. It's not like he was awful. You know, he just he didn't have a, he didn't have a great game. He made some mistakes. I didn't see I didn't see Terod or Stanton over there talking to Baker. Baker talked to Hugh on occasion, but I don't feel like the room's working together like it should. So that's that's kind of why I downgraded it a little bit. I definitely like Baker going forward. 
I don't have any issue with him or, you know, the fact that he's a rookie and he's playing. It's good for the team. But I think the room could be a little bit tighter than what we're seeing right now. All right, well, look, I think that's a very good point there, Rod. Let me discount. Yeah, I'm, let me... I'm sort of seeing the gist as one DBs, two O-line, and then three running backs. Are we happy with that? Well, my defensive line. Your defensive line, I think that's a solid ask for coming in fourth. Rod, do you think the defensive line's only worth a fourth? I'll give it a second. <laughs> yeah, I think over the course of the season, the, the two are pretty equal. I feel like the, the O-line kind of has stepped up a little bit more recently, and the D-line, you know, didn't didn't have as good a game as we would like to last week. But I think they both uh, – yeah, they're both promising for me. Um, right now, I, just, I feel like the five on the, on the O-line are maybe a little more solid. We just need guys, you know, some extra guys to step up a little bit more in the D-line. But I, I like both units going forward. So, to throw the debate out there, one's got to go third, one's probably going fourth. Running backs or D-line, which way are you putting them? I've gone D-line. What, are you on, Paul? Definitely D-line. What about you, Rod? I'll go D-line. I like our running backs, but I think that they need to be used better. So, if we go for the next group of three. On, let's, let's just um, recap where we are at the moment. So, so far we've got number one defensive back, number two O-line, and then three is our D-line. Okay. So, I'm going to put out there what I had rated four to six. I've got running backs at four, QBs at five, and tight ends at six. Rod, what's yours? Well, I, I would definitely put uh, running backs at four. Um, you know, I, I had linebacker rated next, but with Joe Schobert out, I think that's we have to downgrade that group now. So um, I definitely put uh, tight end. I'll go tight end at five. And who's left? Let me see. That's QB I, wide receiver. I, linebackers and special teams i'll go i'll go qb at six six okay well you know how strong i feel about the running back rooms that's a clear four yeah i think that's a, a clear four we've all got it in there in four so that's four yeah five and six paul yeah five uh, uh quarterback at this stage i felt highly about that with the linebacker room I know we were talking about uh, Showbook going out, but Burgess is a big, um, yeah, a big depth uh, player as well. So, all right, I'm going to go five, definitely quarterback. I think there's a fair question on tight end or linebacker, I think is where sort of the argument is. And I could be convinced either way because obviously Showbook hasn't gone for the season. So I think it's fair enough to still give them some credit. Are we yeah, drafting so. Avery as a linebacker or a, on the defensive line? He's he's a hybrid, so he does both. He's officially listed as a linebacker. So, personally, I'd move him to the defensive end and play him there, unless you're moving him out for packages to sort of when they flip to a 3-4. Uh, so, uh, I would say uh, I, I could be turned to move linebackers above tight ends, but tight ends and linebackers, that's the debate. Who comes in sixth? Rod? Yeah, I think I'm probably going to convince myself to go back to linebacker. You know, I think our tight ends have done done decent at spots, but I think um, I think 
we probably are still better at linebacker overall. You know, I, I really like what Joku's done the last couple of weeks, and we've seen flashes from from Fells, and you know, and, and that. But um, I think overall, yeah, I would still put linebacker ahead ahead of tight end. Yeah, just some uh, up to the minute fantasy advice in every league, even in one where I've got um, two running backs, two wide receivers, uh, tight end, and a flex. I've got uh, Kelsey, but I'm looking in PPR leagues. I'm playing in Joku this week. I think he might be our breakout uh, receiver. Um, mm-hmm. Them targets have got to go somewhere. The Tampa Bay defense is woeful. So, uh, in Joku, get on where you can and make sure you're starting him. Uh, yes, Jack, sir. how are you doing in your fantasy football at the moment, mate? So, I've got a mix of results. I've got two leagues that are three and three. I've got one league, which is my dynasty league, which has got my most Browns in on top of that league. Um, comfortably five and one, and then there's another league that I'm not willing to talk about at the moment. It's been a uh, bitterly disappointing. <laughs> should our <laughs> listeners be listening to your fancy advice? They should because uh, I generally know what I'm talking about. It's all about the method and not so much the results. As long as the method is sound, um, that's the key thing. Because hey, everyone can get lucky week to week. It's about that consistent success. So someone like myself, who's six and zero, five and one, and three and three. I think my uh, fancy football info could be a lot better than yours. You're asking me who to draft, so uh, don't give me that nonsense, mate. Okay, fair point. Anyway, um, with the uh, um, lineback room, there's um, some players there I don't know a lot about, really. Javier? Does anyone know anything about Javier? Uh, he's just come up from the practice squad. But at the end of the day, it's, it, we're not judging these rooms on who they fifth and sixth sort of linebacker is because they're not going to play. Um, they're there with special teamers. I'd say in the linebacker room, you're looking at the top four. Outside of that, they're basically irrelevant. In the same way, if you look at the D-line, we're judging them on the top six. Who really cares about a player that's going to come in and might play three snaps on a game and they're probably going to be special team snaps? It's about who's starting really in these rooms and who the important players are. But yeah, Rod... Who would you say our four best linebackers are at the moment? Obviously, Collins, Curtsy, and Avery. But yeah, who who do you see as our fourth uh, guy in the linebacker room? Our fourth linebacker. Um, yeah, I don't even. I thought Burgess was hurt. Um, I don't know if he's back. Waved. Playing. He's been waved. He's they, gone. They waved him yesterday um, to bring up um, another chap. I would say if you look at linebacker depth, there's other options, but. Fingers crossed, it forces us to play two linebackers and get a nickelbacker on there as much as mm-hmm. possible. Have a hybrid player like Peppers do the job. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I think you definitely see see Kirksey, Collins, and Avery out there, you know, about all the time now. And, you know, maybe we'll see more of uh, – maybe Peppers will, you know, be, be at the line more and maybe uh, um, Kindred will be out there on the field more um, with, with the uh, – with the injury to Schobert, I, I could see that happening. All right, so just to recap, Jack, who have you gone with uh, five? I originally had tight ends above it, but I'm happy to go linebackers. Schobert's only out probably for a week or two. I think there is some talent there, and uh, Avery's probably been still of the draft so far. Rod, does that agree with you as well? Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Okay, good. Well, that leaves us with... Three left. Wide receivers, tight ends, and special teams. So, which order have you got them ranked in, Paul? Well, obviously, tight end uh, next. 
and then Jesus. Um, I think he's not on the roster, mate. No. God. No. <laughs> I think um, it's got to be special teams, and then wide receiver last. Yeah, I, I've got it tight end special teamers because if you look at what that actual special team room is, rather than the actual unit of the blockers and everyone else, Colquitt, I think, has been phenomenal. I've been really, really impressed with his punting. The long snaps, I think, have all been right so far. I don't remember one going wrong. And Greg Joseph, um, uh, we'll, we'll see. It's still too early to know, but um, has managed to put them over. They don't always look the most convincing, but they have gone over the posts. Rod, is uh, Greg, he's got 100% record, hasn't he? He's always missed one. Joseph? <laughs> Yeah, I think one field goal. Um, he missed one extra point. Yeah, yeah I, so. I, I don't know his one of each. His his kicks are kind of like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. You know, I mean, they, you know, you get you get a knuckler that that hooks to the left. You get a, a a ball that just barely goes over the crossbar, and then you get you know a kick that just looks phenomenal. So so you don't know. I mean, I I hope he I hope he stays you know or gets consistent. I guess it's kind of like like golf. It doesn't matter how it gets there as long as it gets there. But uh, you know, um, I d- I still don't feel very comfortable with him as our kicker. Let's put it that way. No, I think you can really feel that um, Hughes really trying to get the ball really close to the uh, to the um, goal line because of uh, we're not taking any risks. We keep going. We keep going. We keep going. I think when mm-hmm. Zane was around, I think he'd be happy to take some long-distance kicks. Yeah, right. Would you agree, yeah, Jack, agree. on that? Yeah. yeah. I actually had a chat with uh, Greg on Sunday, and um, he recognised the um, English voice, and he started talking about football straight away, or soccer football straight away. So, um, yeah, hopefully we can get him on the show, maybe turn into a listener of the show, and maybe get him on the show to talk um, a bit of NFL and soccer. But. Back to no. the point, Paul. Oh, sorry. Um, if we're sort of accepting tight ends as seventh, special mm-hmm. teamers or wide receivers, how do you feel, Rod? Uh, yeah, it's tough. You know, I, I think you give – I think you have to give uh, Colquitt, you know, a one. So far he's been like, – like Paul said, he's been great. Um, you know, the kicking game is probably around a five. The, the special teams, you know, if you're not just talking about the three guys, they've not been very good. But – if you're just talking about the three, you know, the three uh, guys, uh, the snapper, the kicker, and the punter, you know, I, I think I think the special teams have been better overall than, than the wide receivers, which is hard to believe with what we had going into this season back, you know, <laughs> before the season started. But it's true. We've got Jarvis Landry, who, who really hasn't I, – I mean, he's, he's caught a lot of passes, but he hasn't, you know, taken a game over. He hasn't really – um, you know, been the dominant guy that we thought he was going to be. Uh, Callaway's had a lot of drops. You know, I think he's – I think it's showing that he didn't play last year. I think it's going to take him some time. And then everybody else is hurt. So, you know, I think you have to go special teams and then wide receiver. Yeah, I think we're all going to agree there. So, let's just do a quick run through on what we came out with at the end. Number one is our uh, DBs. Number two is our O-line. Number three is our D-line. Number four is our running backs. Number five is our quarterbacks. Number six is our linebackers. Seven is our tight ends. 
eight is our special teamers, nine is our wide receivers. So if you think we're mad, if you think we're spot on, come at us on Twitter. Let us know what is your order of the uh, nine. What's your views on it? Um, we'd love to hear from you guys. But uh, how, how do you predict the season's going to go? Um, what's going to be that final scoreline at the end of the season when we top up our wins? Obviously, before we get to the playoffs. Yeah. You know, before the season started, I, I predicted eight and eight for final record. But we've thrown the tie in and the rest of the schedule is tough, guys. It just is. Uh, we've got, a, you know, some really tough games coming up. Um, hopefully they can get, you know, some more wins near the end of the season. But, you know, they've got to go into Pittsburgh and, you know, um, and then host Kansas City. Those are going to be two really tough games. So hopefully we get a win in Tampa. Um, but I, I'm going, I'm going six, nine, and one at this point for what I think the final record will be. I think we'll get more wins, but at, you know, I think I think they'll win four out of the last ten. So Rod, you um, you predicted a lot more positive than we are now. So you're saying we're doing worse than you think we should have been doing at this at this point in the season. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of that for me is, you know, I, I really thought that uh, Tarad was going to play better than he did, you know, and I thought, um, I, I just thought the offense would be better than what it's been. You know, we, we've really, we've seen the offense look decent, you know, aside from the Jets game where it looked good, we really haven't seen the offense look, you know, look that great um, and, you know, very often. So that that's kind of where the issue is for me. I think the defense, you know, I have a lot of faith in this defense. I think if the offense is moving the ball and scoring and helping to keep them off the field, I think, you know, the defense is going to keep the team in games most of the time. But the offense need to do their job and, you know, put some points up. All right, great. And, uh, Rod, what's your very, very hot take for the Browns this season? Uh, my very, very hot take is going to be that I think Jannard Avery is going to end up with 10 sacks this season. Boom. Love it. What about Pro Bowler? Well, you know, the, the easy one to pick is Miles Garrett. He'll make the Pro Bowl, um, almost guaranteed. Yeah. Are you willing to put more of your hair on the line for that? Body hair or...? <laughs> uh, sure sure I'll, you know I, I, as long as he stays healthy and some of these other guys stay healthy I think he's gonna you know I think he'll continue to pile up some sacks and yeah yeah I think I think he'll make the Pro Bowl I don't think there'd be a doubt about it all right excellent uh, any final questions from you Jack no that's it just thank you very much for joining us it's, it's always interesting to break down the roster because when we first did it, uh, we hadn't really seen any meaningful game time. Didn't know what, how the players were going to gel. So it'd uh, be interesting to go back and sort of, maybe when we tweet this out, um, if we can go back and find that early show where we did the initial breakdown and see how this 1-9 to nine stacks up with the original 1-9. to nine. Breaking news. I've got a question from one of our listeners, David S. He wants to ask, Rod, what's your earliest memory of the Browns? 
Oh, guys, I was hoping this wouldn't come up, but my earliest memory, I'm kind of ashamed to talk about it because when I was a little kid, I was probably seven, eight years old. We had we had neighbors across the street who were from Pittsburgh, and I really didn't know football or anything, and they kind of kind of tricked me into to liking the Steelers before I even knew what football was. So I remember the Browns played the Steelers and my brother was rooting for the Browns and all the guys across the street were rooting for the Steelers and I kind of sided with them and it was the game probably in the the mid to late 70s and um, I could probably figure out which game it was but it was a game where on a kick the the Brown whoever the receiver was or whoever the return man was um, fumbled but his knee was down and there was replay after replay you know and and I was, I think it went the Steelers way and I was kind of happy, but, you know, at that point, you know, I, I started to realize that my brother liked the Browns and I, and eventually that's kind of what led me to be a Browns fan. Good man. So if we cut you now, you've got orange blood, yeah? Yes, sir. Good a little bit you. of Brown too. All right. Excellent. Uh, Rod, where can we find your details? Um, you find me on Twitter at CSTRodB, and you can also check out uh, my podcast is the Brownie Sunday Podcast, and that's at Brownie Podcast. And, of course, I write for Cleveland Sports Talk, which is at CLE Sports Talk. Okay, great. And, Rod, me and you are going to catch up off-season and talk about mapping out all the Browns fans over the world. You know, it's one of my big projects. Yes, sir. I've been talking to uh, several Browns Packers groups and, and putting some feelers out there. So, yeah, looking forward to working on that with you, definitely. Yeah. My plan off-season, not at the moment, is to identify every single non-U.S. Browns fan. It's a big mission, Jack. Bold. Yes, sir. And Rod's going to help me introduce me to some backers. All right, Rod, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks so much, guys. We'll talk to you later. Good, mate. We'll speak to you off-season, okay, Rod? Yes, Paul. We'll talk to you then. Take care. You too. And remember, guys, change is coming.